Hello friends, I'm Dulce Sloan and welcome to That Black Ass Show, a podcast celebrating the black TV shows, movies, plays, and all types of black content that have and continue to shape the world. This week we're talking about the 90s sitcom Family Matters. Created by William Bickley and Michael Warren, America watched for nine seasons as the Winslow family maneuvered everyday life while their nosy, nerdy neighbor Steve Urkel inserted himself into their lives. Family Matters, which ran for 215 episodes, is the third longest-running black U.S. sitcom behind Tyler Perry's House of Pain, which ran for 254 episodes, and The Jeffersons, which ran for 253 episodes. It starred Reginald Bill Johnson, Kelly Shanine Williams, Darius McCreary, Jaleel White, Joe Marie Payton, Rosetta Lenore, Telma Hopkins, and more. Today's guest is stand-up comedian, writer, actor, and my at-work best friend, buddy-buddy, Josh Johnson. He is currently a writer on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah and has appeared on Conan, released his half-hour comedy special on Comedy Central, and the comedy lineup on Netflix. Also check out his new podcast, The Josh Johnson Show, anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, let's start the show. Now, today we're talking about that show, A Family Matters. Mm -hmm. So, Josh, why did you choose this show to discuss today? Um, Honestly, and not, not even, not in a way that is like sad or like looking for any sort of sympathy, but Family Matters growing up was the one of the only shows is one of two shows that I really like saw myself in. Um, mm. Cause uh, you know, when it came to the fresh Prince, I, I saw myself in Carlton, but without the privilege, like, you know, I mm. was basically like a poor Carlton, which is an Urkel. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from. I, I really gravitated towards it. Cause that's, that's like how I felt growing up. I, I was an only child and I, and I did, even amongst my friends and like family and stuff like that. Not, not because anyone was like particularly being like mean to me or anything, but I just always felt like I was in the way or I was like doing something wrong or I was just like being a bit of a pest. Uh, mm. And, you know, because I didn't have any siblings to bounce uh, anything off of, I, I just sort of like internalized those feelings. And so then when I saw you know steve urkel who's essentially like a black dentist the menace I, I i was like oh that that is me to a certain degree you know and then he hit his other side that uh that stefan and yeah and i think that that's what i've always wanted to be when i grew up was like a version of of uh stefan and then you know we'll see we'll see i'm still <laughs> i'm still growing so what is it about him that made you identify with him because you said Carlton and then you said you identified with Urkel what were like the qualities of him that you saw in yourself I mean I think I think I looked at how uh confident he was in his weirdness and Mm -hmm. and how relentless he was with his like um like attitude towards not caring about what people thought of him and like and like you know I think that it's written into the show but it's something that i always really identify with of like how he would pretty much use 
humor like you know it's written in his lines to be this way but if you mm. look into the story world he's using humor to deflect all of this like uh, dismissiveness and hatred that he gets and it's something that I feel like I've also learned to do through doing stand-up and like writing and everything is that like you know you almost write that joke as if you missed that um like negative connotation that someone put on something you said or if, or as if you didn't catch their diss that they just threw out and and I think that it's a it's honestly like like a pretty stoic approach to life uh even though it's just a 90s comedy you know that's interesting so for those that don't know family members family matters was a spinoff of the ABC sitcom Perfect Strangers. Did you watch Perfect Strangers? You know, okay, so this is the weird thing, because I would have been so young when this happened that I don't fully remember watching it as Perfect Strangers, but Mm -hmm. Carl Winslow was on Perfect Strangers, right? Well, originally it was Harriet Winslow, who was the elevator operator, and I did not know people were still operating elevators into the 90s um i thought that was something that ended when you didn't have to pull the door shut on an elevator yourself uh but maybe they were just so old they were just like we still need a human in here to make sure that nobody dies um but yeah she was the operator of the elevator and then carl would come and like see her at work mm-hmm. and so i guess like they thought that she was just like really like great and you know i mean for someone who just probably was like a recurring character get a spinoff that's pretty great because like carl because like reginald johnson has been a cop in so many things die hard like, too right die hard die hard too um, some other movies because there is actually an episode of Family Matters where she uh, where she loses this elevator job and I would have just wanted someone to just make the go- joke of just like because people realize they could push their own buttons but you know you don't want somebody to say something like that but let's see yeah it was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers and I remember Perfect Strangers because uh, Balky Bartokomus there's one episode, my uncle is a singer, mm-hmm. and there is one episode where Balky is on the show uh, pretending to be my uncle. So, it's an un- so my uncle is Stevie B, and he does like freestyle and like dance and house music, and there's an episode where Balky's on the show being Balky B, and I was like, wait, is this man trying to be my uncle? That's so, wild. Oh, yeah, because, like, my mom, because I remember watching the episode of my mom telling me about it. It was like, wait, what's going on? She's like, he's being my brother. So, yeah, it's uh, I always loved Perfect Strangers, not because, one, they were playing my, you know, my uncle, my mom's brother. But Balky was just fun. I can't, like, it was fun. Um, But, yeah, I didn't know it was a spinoff of the show either. Um, Because if we're going to talk about, like, our favorite moments from the show. We're going to have to talk about how huge Steve Urkel became on the show. Because he was only supposed to be in one episode. That I did not know. That's crazy. He was 
he was only supposed to be in one episode and then he blew the fuck up. That's wild. That I mean, I think that, you know, <laughs> on a deeper level, I I I a thing I do think happened is that you look at like uh you look at all of like black nerdum, right? And it's 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 been around longer than people have been addressing it, and it's been around longer than black people have been comfortable admitting it. And right. so look at someone like a Steve Urkel, who was like the first, like before there was like a Kanye West wearing pink polos and being different and weird, and before there was a Donald Glover being like funny and weird and like creative. Right. There, there was just this like entity. There was this idea of like what if what if every black teenager wasn't cool or wasn't like hood or wasn't, you know what I mean? Like completely uh, removed from the reality of where they are and then just dropped into, uh, I mean, honestly being as like weird as a white kid. And then like yes. that idea blew up because it's what's been happening for a long time. There's always been like, you know, that, that like squirrely nerdy black kid with glasses that like, just didn't really see himself in anything and then there was enough of them that it was concentrated all on this one character to make it blow up like insanely hard was well, like nerd culture fi- like well nerds finally had a one mascot and finally had a cool mascot because the thing about urkel is that he was always the it seemed like it was like, yeah, because Urkel was like super mainstream because like your only other black nerds from around that time would have been like Jordy LaForge would have like LaSlovar Burton's on, uh, character on Star Trek The Next Generation and then Dwayne Wayne from A Different World. But I don't know if Dwayne Wayne was so much of a nerd as maybe Urkel was. Like to put it in perspective, I thought Dwayne was super cool. Like so like, did I. There's no there's no mistaking that Urkel is like, even though he's confident and he's lovable, he's not cool. Like he's not like he's not like a guy that you would your go to guy for advice on how to be cool or how to behave in public. Like he he's no. he is just not that thing. And that's kind of what I'm what I'm meaning is that it was the first time that that character was not like that type of character wasn't steeped in some sort of like coolness, you know? Cause like even, even Carlton to a certain degree would just come later and he spoke to a totally different thing where there, there are, you know, black people who didn't grow up under any type of like stereotypical circumstances. So then their approach to their blackness almost seems a little corny or something because they're trying to be yes. down but they're not they're not like they've never struggled in that way so there's not that trauma bonding that you've been right. able to do. but with Urkel it was like no he's not like and I think it's also like why white nerds loved him too because he's not anything except himself so mm-hmm. it's it's like refreshing because if you're like if you've been a black nerd this whole time he's someone who's like not you don't even really see him in the scope of the show being told to like be a certain way when it came to his blackness. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, 
I think I just grew up watching that being like, wow, this is like not just the take of the show, because I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised as talented as the writers are if a lot of it wasn't by accident. I think that it's also the fact that like if if he was like a real person, I would I would sincerely want to know him in a way that I can't say I would want to know a lot of characters if they were real people. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. What are your summer, what are some of your favorite moments from the show? Uh, I do think this is this is once again, I think I took because I was a, a loner and an only child, I think I took too much away from this moment that shouldn't mm. really have been was was maybe even intended. But I think the first time Urkel turned into Stefan was like, because yes. honestly, it's such a huge moment because that's what every black nerd is hoping happens. Ah! When they like, can finally become a beautiful black swan. Like, I can't I can't stress this enough. Like, like we, we do everything. We work out. We get we get good at things. We get good at things specifically for that reason. Like you could make the case and I'm not going to paint, uh, you know, I'm not going to paint his life as if I know it, but just from right. the outside looking in, I you could make the case that Donald, who has always been cool, but the characters he plays have been like in that funny, goofy, whatever, not necessarily taking it seriously sort of right. space. You could make the you could make the case that in his like, you know, early 30s, Donald Glover did uh, an Urkel to a Stefan. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. now, even if he does go back to like doing some sort of comedic role or something like that, that's like, that's like super goofy, not just like funny in the way Atlanta is funny. Um, he's still taken super seriously as like a creative mind and like a deep thinker and everything. And I think that you, the idea to, to break yourself out of whatever mold um, has been created around you and the way people think about you, I think is everyone's dream to a certain degree. Because you 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 have whole groups of people being like, that's not what we are, that's not what we do. You've been you've been misinformed or you've taken the little bit that you know us and you've painted a, a character around it and we want to break away from that. That's like what what that character explicitly does in the show is what every character and real person i mean that's part of what being a teenager is is trying to do like implicitly throughout their life you know so i think the moment that he turned into stefan for the first time was like was was like it changed my whole view of the show because it also pointed to a new conversation that they could have and did have on the show of like whether or not they liked him better as Urkel or, or as Stefan and who he felt more comfortable being because he was both right. of those things. And, you know, it like it it did it did a good job to play into those sort of like play into those sort of narratives in a way that didn't like detach it from the story world. But could, you could still apply so much of real life to it. Because what was so interesting is that all they did was just put him in different clothes and then take his glasses off. Yeah, yeah, like a Superman. That it was, yeah, it was like it was a Superman situation. But I do think it's interesting that you know Laura, because it was like you know Stefan Kerkel comes out at Laura's party, and 
uh, you know, they're dancing with each other. So, uh, what is that? A baby face song. Like, I remember that moment. Um, <laughs> and then when he went back, it was like, hmm. Okay. Because they couldn't keep him... They couldn't keep him as Stefan Arco. Because then he's just a cool black dude. Yeah, then he's just Eddie. Then he's just Eddie. So he couldn't stay Stefan Herkel. He had to go back to Steve Urkel. The juice had to wear off eventually. Because he couldn't stay that way. Mm-hmm. But I think we do have to talk about the fact that Jaleel White, who played Steve Urkel, played like eight different characters. Oh, also, he was trying to get Laura the whole time. He couldn't get Laura as Steve Urkel, but he could get Stefan Urkel. Uh, she did like her Stefan Urkel. But Myra, who was his actual girlfriend, didn't like Stefan Urkel because that wasn't who he really was. And she really did good about, you know, reminding him, uh, this isn't you, this isn't who you are. And people only, you know, it's like, well, he's like, well, people like me now, but she's just like, but it's still not who you, it's like, are you going to keep this up for the rest of your life? Yeah. And, and, and I think that, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's like driven home in a lot of like nineties uh sitcoms and stuff but isn't is like not just some sort of like platitude it's like they they really if you follow the show they really go through all the ins and outs of why you would want to be yourself why it's the most necessary and they they cover like really interesting conversations that other shows couldn't because carl winslow is like a black cop they Mm -hmm. they got to full-on both show uh, like a cop being a human because you forget he's a cop so much of the time then so you, much uh, of the time until Lieutenant Murtaugh shows up. Yeah, then then you see him deal with like the racism of his son being profiled, but also still being a cop. You know? Yeah, because like when Eddie gets in trouble, and he's like the only reason that the only reason like Eddie gets pulled over, all this shit happens, but he's like the only reason that they let me go was because they know you're my dad. Yeah. He's like, if you weren't my dad, I don't know what could have happened to me. Yeah. Which is so interesting because like, there's the episode of the Fresh Prince when they're in court and Jazz won't put his hands down on the witness stand. Because yeah. like, Jazz, you can put down your hands. And he's like, no, I'm going to put my hands down. And there are six warning shots in my back. Yeah. And it's just like, damn. And I mean, they, they also have the, the, you know, the episode of Fresh Prince where they're also profiled, like him and Carlton. And then it took, it you know, it took, uh, Uncle Phil being a judge to like really like save them, you know? And then the cops were still talking shit because he's just like, you better be glad he's a judge. And he's like, the fuck? What are you? Yeah. We're like, le- don't say that to me. We're leaving. I did see him in real life at a, <laughs> I was at Roast Battle one time at the comedy store. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, I'm just, a, you know, it's a story, just around. And somebody starts coming up the back steps and I look up and I was like, is that Jaleel White? 
I think he was judging one of the roast battles, but it was like, he's getting like swept. And I was like, I am not getting pushed out of the way for Urkel. This isn't, I'll move, but don't push me. He's an interesting dude. Cause he, cause he really hasn't been in that many things since, since for, uh, family matters. Well, cause he just got so typecast from it. Yeah. That he wasn't really able to like move on past it yeah because we do have to talk about and we can't not talk about judy season four season four the child made it to four seasons out of nine season four going upstairs and never coming back down <laughs> now this is so so this yeah this is it's one of those things it's like when someone brings it up it like really short circuits all your all your wires right because i it you know how in soap operas they will they will like kill someone off and bring them back and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it did feel like that something like that was gonna happen like i expected her to come downstairs and everyone's just like calling her a different name or like or a different actress <laughs> like comes downstairs and they're like ah there you are well it's like it's the uh let's see because i'm trying to see what the rumor is uh well they say she wanted more there was an article on mental floss that said she wanted more money and then they were kind of saying that with the combination of having like little to do on the show and Steve Urkel coming on the show, like his character becoming more prominent. Cause like a lot of times, you know, with the little kid, there would be like a lot of stuff going, like even like with, like when the, um, on full house, when they got a certain age, they mm-hmm. were able to do more stuff with them. Um, but I guess because she, she was just, I guess, too little for them to do anything with. They were yeah. like, we don't need to pay all these kids. Yeah, because do you remember do you remember Judy doing anything specifically memorable? She just would she was like the side little like it was a side like she talked like every twelfth line. Like she really didn't even say she's just another child. Because, like, at least with, like, Laura and Eddie, they were older. They were, like, almost teenage age. So they could start getting in the shit. Mm-hmm. But I think Judy was just so little. But I, but if you look at, like, the Cosby show, Rudy was always doing shit. Her little friends would come over. Um, hell, little Richie was doing Michael Jackson impressions. Now, this was the Christmas special where she went upstairs and never came down? I think it's the Christmas special. Because... My thing, I guess, I guess, like, because <laughs> they always had her fighting with Richie. Like her and Richie would always get into it. But like, how many times can you have two little kids fight on the fuck? Like, who wants to see this every week? Yeah, man, it's also funny because I think in my mind when it happened, I I did think it was weird for a couple weeks, and then I think I just went to being like, you know. Maybe they put her up for adoption or something. Like, I mean, I just kind of didn't. It didn't seem to bother me because it was just like, oh, 
Well, well, she's gone. Um, because we got to talk about Judy going upstairs. We got to talk about Myrtle Urkel, which was uh his rich Southern Belle from Biloxi, rich Southern Belle coming a cousin from Biloxi, Mississippi. Um, I always loved in the eighty in the nineties the cousin coming mm-hmm. that's just played by the same actor in different clothes. Oh yeah. It's like your cousin is like, oh, well, they're like my twin. We're like the cousin would be your twin. And it's just like we have completely different parents. It's it's also. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say some people's genes are just that strong. Some people. Oh, I just a guy like I dated growing strong. up where all of. Everybody in his family looked like his grandpa. Even the girls in the family look like the grand, like the wives start looking like the, it was wild. But I was just like, oh, I can't get married to you. I'm going to start looking like an El Salvadorian man. This is nuts. Like yeah. the girl cousins looked like the grandpa, the boy, everybody looked, I'm like, I don't know what the hell he was swinging out that thing. But the fact that two, two generations look just like him, I don't need to be a part of this. And the other thing that I think really hit home for me was, uh, Myra Monkhouse. Myra, yeah, she was very pretty. Because the thing with me, with Myra, the thing that I find like so heartbreaking is that, um, you know, like Michelle Thomas passed away and everything. And so, yeah, she had cancer, right? Yeah. And so, obviously, she couldn't be on the show and everything. Um, but I really do think that if she, if she had gone into remission and she had kept acting, she would be like, a regina hall or a nia long like she is so she was so funny and yes. she, she was so like uh uh she created chemistry in every scene and i and i just remember being like good for you urkel whenever you know he was like off of laura for a while and like into myra i was like you know what? but it did create a bit of confusion for me because i'm like i know eddie is it seems like Eddie is your best friend, but you're not his. And you're yes. not Laura anymore. So why are you still coming around here with Myra? Like that, that, that to me was like, why is he still here? Yeah, I was very confused because just like you, you're dating someone else. This family don't really fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you over here? Was there one episode where they actually locked their door and he could not come in? I think so. Because, like, she was, like, Myra was obsessed with Urkel. She had pictures of him all over her room. Um, and so she became, she became, like, she had started this one-sided rivalry with Laura. Yeah. Where she's like, you're trying to take my Steviekins away. She's like, I do not want your man. I see what you're up to. She's like, please. Because Laura was always very exhausted with it from the very, very beginning. Oh, yeah. He's like, wait. She's like, no, no. Because Steve didn't even want to date her. Because she was like very jealous and possessive. And, you know, it seems like he almost kind of like kind of figured out what it was like to be in Laura's shoes. Because, like, I remember that episode where, like, Laura had missed, like, the bus to go to, like, some cheerleading competition. Mm-hmm. 
and Steve had to get her in that tiny ass car and drive her to the middle of nowhere. But he knew, but she knew he would do it. Cause I'm like, why aren't your parents driving you? What is this? I mean, I know black parents. It'd have been like, nigga, you missed the bus. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you missed the bus. So I guess you're just never going to know math now. I mean, that's, yeah. that's your life. I don't know what to tell you, little ma- like, ma'am, you should have, you should have got on this bus. You should have woke up in time. And it was so sad because he's like, she's like going off on Steve all the time. And eventually he just goes, hey, I'm doing you a favor. Yeah. Yeah. It, the 90s did teach us not to be an asshole to somebody doing you a favor. But also, like, the other thing I really appreciate about uh, about Urkel is that he wasn't like he wasn't like such a delusional person all the time. Like he had this mm. delusional love for Laura that was like kind of like based off of nothing. Like, cause I remember even thinking like Laura's like, Oh, all right, but she's not that great. And then, <sighs> then <laughs> there would be times where he would like check her and he wouldn't be doing it in a way where he was completely turning on her. He'd do it in a way that was like, Hey, 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 I know you don't like Ma'am. me, but all right. <laughs> right. It was like you just need to oh uh yeah it's called the episode it was season five episode two um it didn't happen one night where steve where uh steve urkel takes laura to that cheerleading competition all right y'all we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back hope you've been enjoying the show so far let's get back into it now we do have to talk about the crossovers that Steve Urkel's character did. Because he was on an episode of... He was on Full House, because that was the only episode of Full House I was allowed to watch. That's very funny. Because I was... As I said on this podcast before, I was not allowed to watch Full House. That... So so what was the reason... I know you've said it before, but like, what, what was the reasoning again? Uh, my mama didn't like the fact that it was three grown men in the house with three little girls. She didn't, she didn't think that was appropriate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she was like, okay, so Uncle Jesse is family. Who does other niggas? Like, that's just his friend. Mm-mm, I don't like none of this. this. I don't like none of this. This is what's funny to me, is that, like, they're... I'm, like, trying to figure out how to convey the point. It's like... <laughs> There's just something so funny about like, it's such a, it's put out as such a docile like situation. Mm. But, but your mom was like immediately putting these like real world implications on it. Like, look, look. Yep. If we're even gonna joke. Yeah. <laughs> about three men living in the house with three girls, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> Because what, cause what was the situation? It was like, I know that the one was the dad and then one was his brother, right? So oh. Bob Saget was the dad and then uh, Uncle Jesse was the brother-in-law. Okay, brother-in-law. And then why the, was the, Dave Coulier there? I think to help pay bills. The, See, and that's the other reason my mama didn't like it. Because she's like, what the fuck is this nigga doing there? This is your real uncle because it's your mama brother. Who the fuck is this other nigga? So if we could go back in time, I right. think I would have tried to convince you 
to use this logic to convince your mom of the fact that they're just being honest to the insane price and cost of living of rent in San Francisco. And so <laughs> as a result, you do just need a rando to live with your family every once in a while just to pay the rent, just to get just to get by, you know? Right. And you can't always be choosy. You know, sometimes you got to go from a friend that you knew in high school once that's also struggling in L.A. for some reason. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But like my mother was not a fan because he was on. Um... Yeah, my mother, because we would have to sometimes sneak and watch it. And then. I remember at one point I was just like, I don't even know if this is even, but all my friends watched it. So I had to, I had to watch it too. Oh, I do remember there was an Urkel comp or Urkel lookalike contest competition. Mm -hmm. And they only, they gave the address after the show and I could not get a pen and paper fast enough to write this down. And they only put the information up once. And this is before the internet. And my mother was pissed because my brother looked just like Steve Urkel when he was little. Really? Like dead on. My mother had him in suspenders and everything just in life. And I was like, how is this my fault? I'm eight. I can't be responsible for this. But they would have like Urkel lookalike competitions. And there's the Urkel doll. Uh, there was the lunchbox. There was all of this. When lunchboxes still had thermoses. Um, I love the thermos. But he just really blew up. Because they were saying that like Joe Marie Payton who played... Harriet Winslow, they were saying, like, that's why she left the show. Mm -hmm. And in an interview with her, she's like, I wasn't jealous of a child. We've been doing the show for eight, now nine seasons. I wanted to do something else. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, like it is just funny of because because you know this because you're more of an actor than I am. Like, when you are in a situation that seems, at least for the time being, at least for the for the moment that you're in steady and it's mm -hmm. well paying and it's prominent, it's like, it can sometimes feel a bit delusional to just leave and like, yeah. and like really strike it out on your own because you're just that confident in your ability. Because we know that like acting isn't just about talent, it's about access and all these other things that like get you parts and stuff. Um, right. So I think that when people leave successful shows, Fans and and just Hollywood in general needs to create a narrative around it because it's it's the yes. only security that you can possibly have is that like all right I'm 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 a character on The Office I've been around for four seasons they don't seem to be getting rid of anybody they keep renewing me I'm I'm gonna ride this thing as long as I can because acting right. fickle you know what I mean so then if someone were to lead like imagine if like you know, John Krasinski left the office prematurely the way Steve Carell left years before they were actually done. It's like, all right, so now it looks like Pam either has to like break up with him or also get get kicked off the show. And then like the whole dynamic changes. Then on the Hollywood side and from a fan side, you're like, what's going on with John Krasinski? Is he okay? Like, why would he just stop being Jim? That doesn't make any sense. And Right. You know, so I, I think that that is, you know, there there's lots of narratives that get built that way, especially when it's not the main character that leaves. Oh, that's true. Oh, we have to talk about the fact that there are also two Judys. So 
Okay. Judy's so, had, they did a lot with this little girl. So this, okay. This, this, this is a hard one for me because I truly, I truly don't remember Judy in a scene without Richie. Like she wasn't in any, I don't think she was in any scenes without Richie. Cause the first Judy, I think she only was on, she was only in the pilot. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was Jamie Foxworth. But then she was only ever arguing with Richie. And then it got to a certain age that Richie was just like, okay, he's out of his cute phase. Like this is the time where like, as a di- like if you're a Disney kid, cause you see these kids, it's like, okay, we get you when you're around. Like it's either we're going to make you like child, child star or like tween or like teen star. Mm-hmm. But then, then they start to like hit puberty. You're just like, oh, I don't know what's, like one of those boys on Hannah Montana, he hit puberty and everything went wrong. Everything went wrong. Jeez. Like his face became an adult, but the rest of his body didn't. People need time. Listen, what I'm saying is I've seen him recently. Hannah Montana's been off the air for a while. His body never caught up. Also, how does Hollywood always seem to find these kids who don't seem to get any, do they just test them before they get in? So, what was this guy's name? I'll look him up real quick. The dude on Hannah Montana? Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm going to find him. But, so while we're looking for that, I do want to get to my favorite part of the show. And that's called That Black Ass Confession. We have music for this, but I always do that because I think that's fun. Um, So, Josh question Mm -hmm. what now this is the part of the show where you say what black uh oh moises arias is his name oh okay joshua ezekiel johnson okay that's not his middle name as you know i give everyone the middle name either ezekiel for a man or elizabeth for a woman and anyone who is non-binary i just put it up in the air i just do what i do sometimes i give middle to mind right sometimes i give men the middle name elizabeth sometimes i give women the middle name ezekiel sometimes i just put may at the end of your first name because i'm a southern bale all right joshua now Mm -hmm. black ass confession so here's the campaign this is a black tv show movie or black thing you cannot do show you haven't seen so like i have not seen Baby Boy or Bebe's Kids, and I'm not going to. And I also really can't play Spades. I try. Why Why are you not going to? This is this is the thing. Uh, time is, I've said this before, time is finite. We don't know how long we'll be on this <sighs> earth. And I'm not going to spend two hours of my life trying to watch Tyrese act. Look. Hmm. Look. Think, look at how much they let him talk in movies. I'm talking, I'm talking about Bebe's kids. I'm not talking about baby boy. Oh, Bebe's kids. I've heard every line in that movie from every nigga I ever met. We don't die. We multiply. I don't have to, I don't need to see animated badass kids. I'm good. What are we learning? You're telling, you're the first person. You're the first, other than like Yamanika was like, you ain't seen Bebe's kids. I'll make you watch it. You're the first person who has really tried 
to campaign me into watching fucking baby's kids. Everybody gets uptight about baby boy, but you were nah, fine. I'm, Tell me I'm why I should watch. You should watch Bebe's Kids because I haven't watched Bebe's Kids and I want to see if it's good, but I want you to tell me. <laughs> no, you can't use me to vet that show for you. Yeah, I mean, I I guess my confession is uh, I haven't seen Don't Be a Menace to South Central. <gasps> you ever seen Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood? Nah. That's actually a very funny movie. They're very good at parodies. I've heard great things. Like I, then why like, I don't know why I haven't really watched it yet. I think that, um, I think that I just like never made it a priority. It, it's why you haven't done lots of things. I guess it's like oh, I just never really got around to it. I have not seen Black Klansman. Oh, I mean, so. <sighs> <laughs> I also have not seen Black Klansman. Wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel, here's the thing. I think if you read about the the actual black guy from Black Klansman, it exonerates you from having to watch Black Klansman. Because I feel right. sometimes people, some there there are cultural things that happen where people try to act like if you don't do this thing or if you haven't been a part of it, you're not like doing your job as a black person. And I think- Which is how you just did me with Bebe's kids, but you were just trying to use me to vet Bebe's kids, so. Yeah, I mean, that was just me trying to pull off a beautiful manipulation of like <laughs> you watching all of Bebe's kids and then coming to me two, three months later and being like, yeah, I don't really think that Bay Base Kids was that great or you know I enjoyed some parts and this is my favorite character and then I can tell you like oh yeah I've never actually watched Bay Base Kids I just wanted to see how good it was and and then we would have been in a good place because you would have you would have done a thing that you you know breaking out of your comfort zone uh, I, I think I just enjoy telling people that I haven't seen it more than I would I get more enjoyment out of telling people I haven't seen it than I would out of actually watching it. So wait, we have to talk about some of the side characters because one of my favorite, before we go, uh, mm -hmm. one of my favorite characters, uh, Waldo Geraldo Faldo. <sighs> if, you, if you want to talk about characters that I would have thought that, you know, you or your mom would not have approved of. Yeah. I feel like, there are some characters in TV shows who are just too weird where you're like, this isn't a good weird. Yes. <laughs> this, this is this is this person is off. Yes. And I loved every because it was like because he would make he would make Eddie so frustrated. So frustrated every time. Also, him as an adult, first of all, he looked like a grown ass man. Uh, from the from the jump. Also, a uh, fun fact: he had a sister named Quesadilla. Faldo, uh, a sister named Noxima, and then his brother's name was Ronaldo. And then there's a auntie, and then the relatives is an uncle Jalapeno, an aunt Velveeta, Nacho Faldo, 
Doofus Faldo. They were just having a fucking time when they were naming the care the people in his family. And also the boy who's always stayed working, uh Lorenz Tate, uh was the bully, resident bully, Willie Fuffner. Was played by Lorenz Tate. And originally uh Waldo was his buddy. But uh, I remember when he became a chef and he finally knew what to do. It was so nice because he finally figured out. He finally figured out his call in life and that was to be a chef. Uh, what? What is the biggest thing people should take away from the show? Uh, I think I think we said it earlier. I think in that message of like being yourself and like how being true to yourself is is always gonna turn out to be the best like course of action. I think is is something I took away from the show. I hope it's something other people take away from the show because it 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 helps remind you that everyone is like human and doing the best they can with what they have. Uh, yeah, I think that 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 show more than others really did that. Because uh, I think in some other shows, people were so like character heavy that it seemed like who they were, and and this person didn't have a deeper level to them. But you never saw that with any of the other characters, except for Judy, who like never came downstairs. But like all the other ones really had depth, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, one last thing, we also have to give a shout out to my uh, my '90s boo, Bumper Robinson. I definitely wanted to marry that man truly truly if anybody was really were king in the 80s and the 90s it was bumper her robinson uh so josh i want to thank you for joining me on the show today um yeah thanks for having and me thank you fred and we had a great time talking about how steve urkel was the first time that josh saw a representation of himself on tv um, how Josh tried to bamboozle me into vetting Bebe's kids for him. and uh, That Josh can't understand why I would save shooting up the club for marriage. And he understands the action, not the phrase, which I finally understand, which is why he laughed so hard when I said it. And that the one thing that people should really take away from Family Matters is that being your authentic self is always the best thing. And if anybody is in my authentic selves, it is Josh Johnson. I want to thank Josh for joining me on the show today. We talked about how Steve Urkel was the first time Josh saw a representation of himself on TV, how Josh tried to bamboozle me into vetting Bebe's kids for him, and what everyone should take away from Family Matters is that being your authentic self is always the best thing. If you want to check out Josh Johnson, follow him on Twitter at Josh Johnson, on Instagram at Josh Johnson Comedy, and if you want to catch a stand-up or see if he's on tour at JoshJohnsonComedy.com. I want to thank you guys for listening. Our creator and producer of the show is Judith Carbo. Our supervising producer is Rebecca Steinberg. Our music composer and supervisor is Brendan Solomon Lynch. Our audio engineer is Jessica Gutierrez. Our executive producer is Jason Smith. And I'm your host, Dulce Sloan. So join us next time on That Black Ass Show.
Podcast Network.